The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, it's the Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen. Getting ready to pack up and head over to Charlotte for Pickleball Summit coming up this weekend, July 15th, 16th, 17th. Now, you know, maybe it's uh, too much to say that it's the center of the pickleball universe for the weekend, but gee, you know, you get Sarah Ansbury, Matthew Blom, Matt Staub, Prame Carnot all together in one place. If that's not the center of the pickleball universe, then where is it? I'll tell you where it was this past weekend. It was in Kelowna, British Columbia. The Canadian Nationals took place. I'll give you a quick rundown of who won what. We'll just look at the open categories here. Men's doubles, Wes Gabrielson, Steve Dawson took gold. Brian Ashworth, Glenn Griffin, silver. And uh, Peter Hodachko, Larry Moon with bronze. And men's singles, Kyle Yates with gold. Morgan Evans, uh, silver. And Curtis Campbell with bronze. And in the mixed, Sarah Ansbury and Kyle Yates teamed up for gold. Christine Barksdale, West. Gabrielson with silver, Bonnie Williams, Dalton Vavre with bronze, women's open doubles, Gigi Lamaster, Sarah Ansbury reteamed, came off of their, their gold medal winning performance in nationals here in the U.S., and now they are also Canadian national champions. So they're just solidifying their dominance over the entire continent of North America. Christine Barksdale, Joy Leasing with silver, and Jennifer Lucor, Tanya Major with bronze, and a women's singles open, Jennifer Lucor with gold. Hillary Merrill with silver, Kim Edwards with bronze. And we've got a gentleman on the line right now. I mentioned him just a moment ago, silver medalist in men's open singles against Kyle Yates. He is the director of pickleball tennis pro at Shadow Mountain Resort and Club in Palm Desert, California. One of the best pickleball players in the world. Joining us from SeaTac, the Seattle airport. He's got a layover right now, returning from British Columbia down to California. It's Morgan Evans. Morgan, thanks for making time for us today on the Pickleball Show. You're very welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. You on your way back down to Southern California? Uh, I'm actually heading uh, to San Francisco. I'm hanging the hat there for the summer, teaching tennis and pickleball. Well, I appreciate you making time for us in between flights there. So how were the Canadian Nationals over the weekend? Oh, Chris, they were fantastic. I got to tell you, it wasn't just the level of competition, but one of the one of the big things that stood out for me, and and I think a lot of the players was the um, the crowd support. It was so often in pickleball, the players tend to be the crowd, and without a, a huge contingent of players there isn't such a huge crowd but it wasn't like that at all this was my first uh, first canadian nationals and i was really blown away with how many people came out from different parts of canada to just come and watch that made it uh, a very special event for myself and, and i'm sure some of the other players you feed off of that energy don't you yeah when the crowd gets going on a, on a big play it really helps everybody and i think it lifts it lifts the level of the game everyone's looking to make that game-winning shot and please the crowd <laughs> Make the uh, Sports Center highlight reel, if only, huh? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Won't be long. Okay. It'll get there, yeah, yeah, one day. ESPN, ESPN Ace, I'm sure, will, uh, will pick it up. Everyone loves the Ocho. Yeah. Now, um, what was happening? Did you guys have some rain delays? Uh, everybody was saying, I think, on Friday that it was a particularly long day. It was it was quite long. The rain kind of just started and stopped. It didn't really make its mind up. Saturday was um, was a bit more tricky. It, it rained a lot in the morning, but they were only in in the end a couple of hours behind, and they picked up. We all finished on a relatively good schedule. It was it was a very smooth event from that side of things, and they and they communicated what was happening mm-hmm. with the weather via the pickleballtournaments.com website very well. So uh, that made a huge difference for us. Good deal. Now, how was it? Uh, let's see. You got. Uh, men's open singles silver and uh, you had to go up against Kyle Yates in the final match of that bracket Uh, how was that match well, uh, it could have been better. Obviously, <laughs> I would have preferred a different, different color medal. But um, look, he's he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's got a, a real never say die attitude, um, and there's no shame. I, I was honestly at the time just pretty happy to get a game. He had a, a couple of rough games early on with Curtis Campbell taking him out in the in the main draw. Uh, well done, Curtis. I'm sure he'll be listening to this. And then, uh, then he had a he had a great match against Ty McGuffin, who had just just recently won the the SoCal Classic singles. So that really got him in in good shape to handle me nicely. Is that the first time that you faced off against him in singles? No, we also played at the Lamaster Davison Classic not too long ago, and it was a similar outcome. So I personally feel that you know some of these youngsters, twenty one, I think it's there should be an <laughs> under thirty three limit. I'd say gonna <laughs> take care of some of these kids. It's it's just not fair. They run and they keep running and they don't stop running, which is which is illegal. I feel. Yeah, they can just chase everything down. And you feel like, man, that was a winner and, and nobody would, would have been able to get that except this one person that I happen to be playing right now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, him and him and Marston and uh, I'd say Daniel Moore, they have the speed and, and ability to compose themselves around the ball, balance and and then hit that that shot that just isn't isn't predictable enough to, to still be ready you, you know i'm thinking i was hitting a winner and he would uh he would chase it down and do something uh, very impressive so uh, he's a great player i didn't see marcin in the uh in the brackets uh and he is frequently your men's partner um when are you guys teaming up again so our next one together is uh the tournament of champions we'll be uh teaming up for that one as well as the nationals we're working hard towards those and made some good changes. We had a good uh, a good showing at the SoCal Classic recently. So, you know, we feel pretty good about our partnership going forward. But obviously, there's a lot of great players out there and, and more and more players coming into the field with um, extremely strong tennis backgrounds that do a great job of, of reading um, the play of, of fellow tennis players. So got to be sneaky and, and consistent. It's not easy. What kind of things did you see uh, as a pickleball coach? What did you see at the Canadian Nationals where if somebody had come up to you and asked, maybe the tip that you would have given over and over again, was there something you saw, a trend developing or, or a correction that you think a lot of players should have made? Yeah, one of the, one of the big things um, I'm noticing as I, as I progress in the game is just how, how cautious shot selection needs to be um, to always err on the side of, of consistency. You know, there's a, a statistic that appears to state that around about 66% of the time, the player that initiates the attack uh, loses. 
Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it really pays to bide your time and be prepared to dink 30 or 40 shots just to get something that's really worth going for. So it really seems like the more patient players, in men's doubles especially, come out on top. They're, they're willing to stay out there for hours and hours to do what's necessary um, as opposed to some of the more inexperienced players that want to pull the trigger early. Um, I've certainly been guilty of that in my time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I keep thinking about uh, when I talked with uh, Justin Rogers, he mentioned that uh, to a 3.5 or a 4.0 player, every shot looks like a kill shot. <laughs> yes, no, we're we're all guilty, and um, it's a it's a learning phase. We've got to get get through that, and to a certain extent, you know, you've got to go through that that part of your development cycle to learn, you know, what you can be successful on, and to a great extent, what you can be successful on against a certain player, and you and you keep that in mind the next time you um, you play, and you mm-hmm. collect your little crib sheets against the players that you know you really need to do well against at the the later stages of the tournaments. So you don't make the the more foolish decisions in the clutch points. What kind of options did you see on the third shot and what did you see work the best uh, just soft into the kitchen or were there a lot of drives, third shot drives trying to throw people off? Well, I, I really, I, I tried a lot this weekend to, to go for the third balls because they were paying off well um, in the singles. Uh, and in in the men's doubles, but um, it really came came into play in the in the mixed, where you're slightly more likely to hopefully get a um, a cheap point driving driving the third between the the two players. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the majority of players are are going for the the third shot drops to try and set themselves up well at the kitchen. And percentage wise, I'm sure that's uh, a more educated decision but if the rewards outweigh the risks of going after the thirds then it's it's worth doing and that's it's a part of the game that i really enjoy partly because i, I still play quite a lot of tennis and teaching tennis and uh, I, I can use that as a kind of a cross training to help me with pickleball but i can't use it if i'm not prepared to, to really drive ground strokes in pickleball gotcha now what's coming up for you uh, event wise because i know not only are you a top player in uh, the the major events around the country uh, but you also host many events Do you have something coming up yeah, so we'll be starting up with our season for the Coachella Valley Grand Prix Pickleball Series. Our first tournament will be October 27 to 30th out at Andalusia Country Club in La Quinta, California. That'll kick off the season and we'll do four tournaments over October to May kind of peak period in the Coachella Valley. So I'd love it if, uh, if everyone uh, comes out. It'll be posted up on Pickleball Tournaments very soon. Should be a great, uh, a great tournament. The venue is just gorgeous. Uh, a lot of players came out last time, and it was a good time had by all. Sounds good. We'll definitely link to it uh, if it is available on Pickleball Tournaments. We'll uh, put a link in there, and uh, you can just click over there and check out the details. Appreciate you making time for us today. Any other observations or anything you saw from Canadian Nationals? Well, I, I got to tell you, Chris, I think the uh, the Canucks up there are gunning for us. Their level of enthusiasm and and how they've embraced the game is very impressive. So it won't be long before we see. Canadians in the uh, the American national podium for sure. You still using your uh, your engage uh, blade paddle for both singles and doubles? Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, the encore blade from uh, Engage Pickleball. I'm I'm still using that. This weekend it really felt good getting the extra speed that it can allow. I've got a new favorite, uh, the the encore GP. 
which is named after Glenn Peterson. It's it's got a real short handle, just a three and a half inch handle, and then the rest of it is just like it's just a big fat uh, version of the encore. Yeah, Chris, if, if you miss with that one, there's uh, then it's <laughs> it's not the arrow, it's the archer, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I'm loving it though because I choke up anyway on it. I've got my finger and my thumb on the paddle, so that a lot of the handle is just wasted for me. I'm loving that extra surface area. Yeah, no, a lot of people have have picked it up during this tournament i noticed a, a huge amount of players using that particular one the glenn peterson from selkirk that design um in general uh is is working well from because you know it, it is a game of defense more so than offense it's it's about being the most consistent and that kind of surface area really helps mm-hmm. but you prefer the blade you, you'd rather have it a little bit longer and thinner than you would uh, a little bit fatter huh yeah i i do like things i like to make things um unnecessarily difficult for myself um <laughs> So, so, yeah, no, I, I kind of, uh, I generally play a high risk, high reward um, style, and when it works, it's it's lots of fun. When it doesn't, then yeah, I look at those uh, those GP shapes and think maybe maybe that's the next one for me. We're all chasing the, the the magic pill, really, aren't we? Yeah, that's for sure. Well, we'll let you get on that plane to San Francisco. And uh, again, thank you for making time for us today. No problem, Chris. Always a pleasure. And as we wish Morgan Evans safe travels from the Seattle airport, I know four people that are headed to their respective airports. That would be Sarah Ansbury, Matthew Blom, Matt Staub, Prem Carnot. They're headed to Charlotte, North Carolina for Pickleball Summit. And if you are joining us, we are really excited about it. Looking forward to it. If you're not able to join us, here's a little hint for you. You may be able to share the court with these pros and others sooner than you think. More details coming in the weeks ahead. Until then, head over to pickleballtalk.com, join the conversation, and freepbxclub.com and get your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches. Until then, I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show, and until next time, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.